Hey everybody, Kate here. Thank you once again for tuning in to Earful, a Disney World podcast. We did want to let you know that this will be our last official episode for 2019. We will begin producing new episodes once the new year has finished. So please enjoy today's episode all centered around the rise of the Resistance opening. But until 2020, have a great holiday and we will see you soon. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. As have we. We are delighted to bring you episode 26, covering the official opening of Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. I am Kate, once again joined by Patrick to my left. And I am resisting as well. But you should... I have gotten up, I woke up, and I am resisting. You you, you awakened. I have awoken. And then you were the last one. and And I am resisting waking up. Good. No. You should awaken to the force, not resist the oh, force. Oh, we're talking about the force. Well, yeah, I, I just I was... don't want to wake up. Oh, you never do. No, I don't Who does, know. truly? But we woke up today, and here we are recording. Happy and... to be here. Yes. It's very exciting. This it's a, is a beautiful day, which is unusual. The sun is shining. What is that? We only have one, one sun here on Earth as opposed <laughs> to the three suns on Star Wars planets. I'm, I'm so happy you explained that to everybody. Yes, I don't know if you knew that. We have one sun. Sometimes here where we live, we don't even see the sun. No. We don't even know it's no, there. No, we have clouds. But we are very excited today to talk about all the things that have happened over the past week, specifically with the Rise of the Resistance opening. This is going to be a completely Rise-centered episode. And? And? Spoiler-free. Spoiler-free. Well? Spoiler-free. Should we completely be spoiler-free? We should. We will. We'll try to be spoiler-free um, in what we mean by that is we will not go into detail uh, the certain parts of the ride. And if we do happen to talk about that, we will issue a spoiler warning. So you have been warned. Most of this is going to cover the the specs of the ride, the opening day, the, the opening ceremonies the night before, um, reactions, um, just kind of kind of generic stuff, but but interesting stuff. And we have one news clip at the very end of the the episode that has nothing to do with Rise of the Resistance. So if you are fans of Carousel of Progress, we have a rather wacky news clip to share with you. So make sure that you stick around to the very end of the episode. So let's get right down to it, Patrick. Um, Rise of the Resistance opened officially on December fifth. However, the day before they had a special launch ceremony right in Galaxy's Edge. Who was there? Well, I'm so happy that you asked because Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Bob Chapek was there, mm-hmm. and he was there to just you know um, applaud uh, the, the what? Well, I he mean, was just there to applaud. He was there to just clap. <laughs> he was just there in the background clapping. Yay, Yay. Us. Good job, us. <laughs> no, he was there to celebrate uh, the ride's more immersive storytelling. Um, he's saying that this is going to set a brand new bar for what theme parks can offer. Um, and it was very short compared to the opening ceremony for Galaxies. I just this was maybe 15 minutes, okay. maybe at best. Um, they had f- over 30 cast members there in full costumes. And the, one of the biggest things people took away from the night was they had these really special X-Wing droids flying around the park um, that people were taking videos of. And, and they look awesome. Uh, They also had a couple of celebrities there on hand to either be at the ceremony or to just be there to ride the ride and experience it. They had Neil Patrick Harris, who was also there to narrate uh, the Candlelight Processional. They had Josh Gad, Megan Fox, John Stamos, and Damon John. They all got exclusive sneak peeks to the ride. How do you think that happened? I mean, do you think that these are people that, like, call Disney and be like, I want to be there that day? Or do you think Disney reached out to them? I think it's the second one. I think it's the latter. Why would... Disney reach out to John Stamos. Why not? Well, he was just in The Little Mermaid live. 
he was Chef Louis. I guess. So maybe they, they had a tie in there. Maybe. Was, maybe he mentioned at the, the rehearsals for Little Mermaid that he really wanted to come see Galaxy's Edge or he hadn't gotten a chance to go yet. And they're like, come mm-hmm. on down, you maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. Josh Gad uh, actually also appeared, uh, a special appearance at Frozen Ever After around the same time he he sang in summer for that crowd. How cool really would cool. that be? That's, that's like my bucket list. That's my, my new bucket list for Disney is is to be there when a celebrity like interrupts a ride. Like Johnny Depp has, has been known to do that for Pirates. In California. Yes. And and then Josh Gad obviously did this one. So who would you like to see on a ride? Oh, that's a, a great A celebrity question. that is involved with the movie that uh, you would I, like. Honestly, <laughs> that's an easy one for me. Tom mm. Hanks. I was I was just going to say the Tom same thing. Hanks. Yep. Tom Hanks anywhere, anywhere, any park, any mall, anywhere. I want to see Tom Hanks. It'd be cool if Tom Hanks wore the Woody costume one I, day. No, I, I would just fall down to my knees and, 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 and worship the man. I just adore <laughs> the man. Absolutely. I think he would be someone to grab coffee with. Oh, my gosh. He would be so fascinating to talk to. And so he, ha- he has a great movie out right now. We haven't seen it yet. But no, the, I want it's to. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, we had to make a choice over Thanksgiving whether we were going to go see the Mr. Rogers or Frozen 2, and I lost. We saw Frozen 2. And uh, there was a nice little old lady who sat down next to me who turned to me and said, are you here with your children? And I said, <laughs> uh, no, I'm here with my wife and her parents. You, you're not here with children? I said, no, I'm not here with children. She goes, you wanted to be here? I said, yep, I wanted to be here. She goes, my husband wouldn't come to this. I said, well, your husband sounds awful. That's what <laughs> sounds I said. Like, sounds like a great relationship. That's right. Great. Uh, that so, was a really long story. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we really detoured off our uh, our uh, Rise of the Resistance track. All Star Trek. And Oop, we're back. Star Wars. Star Wars. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, there's, there's, there's that for you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. I'll go back and bleep that out later. Thank you. <laughs> so, at the current time, Rise of the Resistance is not offering Fast Pass. This does not come as a surprise because Smuggler's Run does not currently offer it either. Um, however, Rise of the Resistance does have a Fast Pass queue and a standby queue. So, it looks like in the future they will be offering Fast Pass. Obviously, Tier 1, and I'm sure that when they do switch it to Tier 1, that that will upset the entire tiering system again at Hollywood Studios. I mean, if they're going to continue, are they not going to continue this virtual tour? Well, we'll get to that in a second because we haven't spoken about that just quite yet, what what they are currently offering. Uh, There is no single rider at this moment. There's no single rider line either to see. You must be 40 inches tall to ride. And then um, a lot of park goers noticed that they had signs up. You must be in good health without any high blood pressure, heart, back, or neck issues to ride. Motion sickness or other conditions may occur if you have a sensitivity to rapid motion, sudden turns, abrupt stops, and a swift drop. Oh, I had a swift drop. (laughs) That was your nickname in college. That's right. Um, When you think about riding the ride with either a scooter or a wheelchair, these can both um, experience the attraction right up until boarding the ride vehicle, and then you have to transfer. If you're unable to transfer from one of those things, you can still enjoy the in-queue, um, but then right before the ride portion, because there's, as as you, you know, imagine, there's d- different rooms to walk through, but once you get to the actual ride portion, you you must then exit the ride. So a lot of people are saying, they're, they're actually very happy with this because people that can enjoy fast rides, they can at least enjoy most of this attraction, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a great move on their part. Now, as you were talking just now, I mm-hmm. decided to Google current wait times for Hollywood Studios. Do they have them posted? Well, uh, this, this website that I'm on... Uh, last posted eleven twenty seven to today. It's Sunday, mm-hmm. and eleven twenty seven today, which was about two hours ago. 
So uh, the uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is 95 minutes. Millennium uh, Falcon Smugglers run 60 minutes. Slinky Dog Dash 105 minutes. And then I scroll down to Toy Story Mania, 60 minutes. And then I get to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Closed. Oh, it's down. Or or it could be that. It's full. It's it's full, uh, which we're going to talk about in a second once yeah, we sorry. get to the actual. Again, Patrick, we will get there in a second. <sighs> I'm so excited. I know. You're excited to rise for this resistance. Anyway, uh, some ride specs for you. It is a 18 to 20 minute ride with walkthrough and waiting areas. Right. So that's not a 20 minute ride per se, but it is a 20 minute experience. experience. There you go. There is, um, you can ride eight people to a car and there's two rows of four per car. And this is, this is an uh, interesting fact. It, ha- it features the largest concrete pour in the history of Disney parks. Huh. The largest. I, I can imagine what scene that's for. I mean, it's no surprise. It's no, no I'm sure. I'm sure. I it's, can it's, do that too. It's the scene with, with uh, the However, we watched video in the fall of them pouring concrete for Epcot's um, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. And that seemed like a huge ton of concrete. This is the biggest. That seems unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the largest pour for like one room. Maybe. Maybe that's the Maybe. difference. I don't know. Uh, Technology-wise, it the ride features more than 5 million lines of code uh, that is used for choreography, for pixels, props, robots, sound effects, and simulators. Mm-hmm. They use 65 animatronic figures and three high-end animatronics using the Disney A1000 audio animatronic technology. This is the same technology that you would see in Hondo Onaka in Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. The Imagineering team for this ride developed special effects, including an apparatus for generating an illusion of a moving beam of light in the air, which if you've seen the ride promo videos, you know exactly what we're talking about. And of course, one last thing is that this is a trackless ride system that quickly morphs into a simulator. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. So looking forward to the actual morning of December 5th, we were talking about this last time on the show uh, speculating what time people would line up, what time the park would open, what time or how long the wait time would eventually be. So I, I found out that fans lined up as early as, you want to guess? Uh, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Oh, really? Very that good. Was a guess. Yeah. Thursday morning. Uh, and let's see here. Disney Parks blog confirmed that the morning of, they, this was the very morning of, that they were going to use the boarding group system to manage. Rise of the Resistance opening. This is something that they used when Galaxy's Edge opened. For the land. For the actual land. Just, Not for just the ride, to get in. For yeah, the, for the just land. to get in. So they, they use this again for Rise, which means that if you're not familiar with this system, you have to go onto the app, you have to go to a specific section and click join a boarding group. And then once your boarding group is called, you are allowed to enter where, wherever they're queuing. So for the land, you were allowed to enter the land. For the ride, you were allowed to come get in line. And because the demand for the land was so high they actually had that in place so that at certain so that the land wouldn't get too crowded correct and then they had um time limits like you could only be there from four to seven or two to three or whatever it was so this is interesting by 10 a.m now mind you it opened at 8 a.m right and people were in line at 2 a.m at 2 a.m so they're waiting for six hours plus it opened a little bit early but by 10 a.m all boarding groups were were delivered for the day, which meant that if you were not assigned a boarding group by that time, you were out of luck for the entire day. The yeah. whole day, 
up through park close was done. So you there was no like, hey, let's go stand in line for four, four, six hours. No, it was it you, was none of that. If you weren't in the, the virtual queue, you were done. You were done. Yeah. If you had not been given a boarding group, you were done. This sounds a lot like Hagrid's opening day. Because at one point they they put a sign out that said, um, Hagrid's is no longer, you know, taking more people in the line because the line was so long. Right. And they, they have to think about park closure and and getting people out just as they were concerned about getting people in. So, yeah. Um, so when you're in your boarding group, you have a two-hour window to go get in line for the ride. So let's say a lot of people were saying that, oh, we went and got our boarding group, and then we, we left and went to Epcot or something else, or we went and got breakfast, which is nice because then you know, like, you're not in any danger of missing it. And you're not standing, <coughs> excuse me, and you're not standing in line for hours and hours and hours. You, you're, you're, your place is set, and... You're moving in through the queue, and yeah. So I mean, that's nice. You realistically could go to Hollywood Studios, get a boarding group, and then go have breakfast somewhere completely else on property, because mm-hmm. there's nowhere on property that would take maybe like a boardwalk transfer to Magic Kingdom to somewhere else might right. take you a while, but no place on property is going to take you two hours. Get in the virtual queue, go take a ride on the Skyliner, come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, and and then let's see. We have a lot of information here. At 7.30 a.m. that day, boarding groups were being notified that their ride time would take place in the afternoon. So that means that if you if you got your boarding group at 7.30 that day, it was telling them to come back in the afternoon. 20 minutes after that, the queue groups were being assigned to evening boarding times. By 8.40 a.m., uh, this is this is a this is changing what we just said. Boarding group allocations for rise over the resistance were closed for the day, so it was more t- more towards nine a.m. than ten a.m. Uh, I mentioned that the park opened ever so slightly before eight a.m. and the first riders. Oh, it says the first riders boarded rise the resistance before seven. Wow! So yeah, they they were nice and let people in early. There were some breakdowns, as you can probably imagine, with a ride as big as this and a demand as big as this. Um, it said that the ride broke down around 7 a.m. and had to be evacuated. Ooh. Yes. So Walt Disney World News Today posted on Twitter around 7.32 that they were given a paper fast pass to return later because they were either um, on part of the ride and it was shut down or they had not yet to board, which happened to a couple of different people. Blog Mickey reported at around the same time that they were experiencing um, issues with their ride. Um they were on the ride itself, got to a final briefing before the lights came on, and they had to be evacuated. Wow. Wow. And then for four days straight, since it opened, the boarding groups have filled for the entire day by around 9 a.m., which left Crazy. a ton of guests who were basically told, sorry, you can't ride the ride today. Wow. So they were saying, like, imagine being there for one day to ride it and then yeah. being told, like, yep. no, I'm sorry, if you, you're not going to be yeah. on this ride. Yeah. There so is, there's no, no, no Christmas for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. This is your Christmas gift to go wow. here one day. Wow. They I did hear some some uh reports that they were giving guests a one day park hopper to make up for it. I guess they had so many people that they got to the, even the people that had groups assigned, they could not accommodate them. That's amazing. So they were giving out, you know, one day park hoppers. Um, just to remind you that the the Hollywood studios that day on Sunday, this is today. Um, they had extra magic hours from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., and the boarding groups for the entire day were completely filled by 7.54 a.m. Yeah. also want to point out, in case you're wondering, um, 
you cannot join a boarding group until your theme park ticket has been used to enter Hollywood Studios. So you cannot apply for it beforehand. Even if you have fast passes, you must be in the actual park. Otherwise, the app will not work for you. Disney actually came out recently, and this was in, like I said, by the third day of this being open, they said that you are only allowed to one boarding group per day so that everybody can get in and experience the attraction as opposed to people trying to get two, three boarding groups per day. Which, why not? I mean, of course, because it's, it's, they're saying it's the best attraction they've had in a long time. Um, this, is, this is interesting because you think about, well, how long does it take once you get a boarding group? What's the time like? Some people said that they had the equivalent of a five-hour wait they got their boarding group around 6 a.m. and were called around 11 a.m. But they weren't standing in line for that No, time. that's the nice thing is you can go. They said that they went and they did a little bit of Epcot. They got some breakfast. They rode other rides and then came back. Other groups said that they, they got to the park at 7. They got a boarding group of number 51 and that they were called back around 3 p.m. that day. And again, you can be there from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, let's see what else. I would say that if you really want to read a great assessment of how to get on this ride and, and do's and don'ts, go to, over to Disney Tourist Blog and read their article. That's DisneyTouristBlog.com slash Star Wars Rise Resistance Strategy Report. Every word is separated by a hyphen. <laughs> so uh, we'll have that on our blogs and on our Facebook page if you'd like to read that. But, Patrick, take the next part. A very special thank you out to our good friend, Captain Jim, who was working that day not in the... uh, Batu. Not in Batu. Batu. He was not a Batuian, Mm -hmm. um, but he was in parks working that day. And and we had requested on last week's episode that if he was not, if he was available to uh, let us know how it was going... Fully aware that that was just not going to happen because the man is busy and he's working. <laughs> but lo and behold, early in the morning, uh, both uh, Kate and I got text or uh, messages. Updates. It was very. We cool. got updates. It was really kind of felt neat. very special. So Captain Jim, Captain Jim, first update was uh, that he was not in that land, uh, but according to his Disney Experience app, it showed. It didn't show anything from the rise of the resistance, and he had no idea what that meant. Uh, and he also included that he had not had the opportunity to ride the ride yet. And then later in the day, we got a second update saying that the boarding group virtual queue feature was uh, activated for the rise only, and there were no more boarding groups. And I don't know what timestamp that was. Um, that I think that he sent that to us like around maybe ten, which is yeah. why I originally thought it was ten, but it was it was earlier. He just couldn't get to his right. His device to yeah. message us. Um, so, so yeah, so the app had no wait times listed because of the way they were doing it. Um, but uh, he said the rest of the land was, was fine as far as wait times were concerned. So the only way you could know, really, truly, if you had a chance, was to watch... Like, basically, I mean, I don't even think that there was a thing on the app to say we've stopped dis- distribution for the day. Maybe there was. Actually, there might have been. There, I know that there was a notification that said you cannot join a second group because you've either already joined or we don't have any more. Yeah. So if you, have, if you had not ridden it and got that message, you would have known. But there's no way to know, like, what the wait time was or what the, what the boarding pass situation was. Yeah. Unless you were there and, and just were told, no, we're done. But you basically can kind of count on it. Right now, the rate seems to be about two hours in after opening. They run out of passes, yeah. so you have to get there right away. Yep, yeah. you have to. Well, get that, there. and that will calm down. Actually, as as again, as you were talking, I I found a 
pretty neat little web page. You did? It's it's called q-times.com. I have that later in the show. Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> no, it's a really neat web page. And so, like, one of the things I drilled down to was the Riot of Resistance, but there's no data yet because Mm-mm. it just opened. Yeah. So I went back to the Millennium Falcon ride, and I'm pulling up these uh, bar graphs. One of the really cool thing is average wait time by month. Ooh. So in August... The average maximum wait time was about 200 minutes. And the average overall wait time was about 100, maybe 120 minutes. Fast which forward, is high. Which is high. But that was for August. Okay. That was for August. Okay. Fast forward to December. The average maximum wait time is right at 100 minutes. Which I still think that's high. And the, and the overall average wait time is about 50 minutes. That sounds more right. Uh, yeah. to, to check that. Probably closer to 40 or 30. I'm, I'm looking, trying to, it, it, it's not really a great bar graph to tell exact times. Sure. But I'm telling you, it's a really neat, neat website. What is this? Qtimes.com. Yeah. And it's q-times.com. Yeah. Because what I, when I've and checked. I'm, and I'm drilled down into the, into the Millennium Ride. And look at all these, look at all these charts. Maximum time history. Uh, you, you made those up. No. <laughs> Average uh, wait time by day. Wow. That's just really neat. Gra- that's I didn't know that was available. Because when I've looked at the app myself to look and see it, like out of curiosity, what the Millennium Falcon's wait times are, on the average, every time I look, it's around 50, 60, and it is not the highest ride in, in Hollywood Studios. Usually that goes to Slinky or even Rock and Roller Coaster. Sure. Yeah, currently right now it's 40-minute wait time. Yeah. That's even with the crowds from Rise. Yes, exactly. The people that can't get into Rise. Which yes. is nuts. Yep. Either they're getting people through so fast, it's efficient, that they're, they're, there's well, not going to be. What that means to me is that there are people that are choosing to walk into that park, ride Rise, and skip the and Millennium leave. Falcon. And leave. That's what that means to me. Hmm. But Interesting. The, that, this, I mean... It's the Navi River journey. What, and would you like to know about the Navi? I could drill <laughs> I down to maybe that. maybe another episode, maybe at the end. Yeah, perhaps. I just think that's a cool, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you've gotten a chance to ride, or you haven't, and would like to get some merchandise to tide yourself over till your next visit, uh, the parks now have all new T-shirts, baseball hats, tumblers, and special pins for the ride. And a lot of these pieces of merchandise feature the symbol of the resistance, which is a starbird. It's that I don't know. It lo- looks like a a C turned on its side with a little little something in the middle. <laughs> it's that one. I, I, it's almost like a W, kind of. Um, so thinking about reviews now, because I'm sure you know if you've not heard anything, you're probably wondering how it's going. Well, to sum up, it's going very well. It's going very, 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 very well for them. Uh, Disney Food Blog, in their review of it, they actually liked it more than Flight of Passage. They thought hmm. it was more immersive, um, that the whole experience just kept them super involved the whole time. Um, in- interesting to note that the Disneyland version will open on January 17th, but a few cast members from Rise of Skywalker got to preview it recently. Oh, that's neat. So J.J. Abrams, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Ackle, Carrie Russell, and Kelly Marie Tran were allowed to see this ride before it opened, which was pretty cool, and there is a video out on YouTube of all of them experiencing that together. So starting tomorrow, regular park hours for Hollywood Studios will begin at 8 a.m., uh, Sunday, there is a one, there's one extra magic hour for hotel guests. However, however, this is the big however, do not expect Rise to be open 
for extra magic hours. So interesting that you can go and, and be a hotel guest and get access to that park, but not rise. And that brings up another boat of contention that I've been hearing from um, somebody that's going to be traveling there soon um, and from other people that I've been reading like forums on. They're very angry that park guests were not, or I'm sorry, let me restate. They're very angry that hotel guests we're not given some sort of special access to this ride. Because usually staying there, you, you do get a little bit more of a perk. Uh, fast pass window is the biggest, obviously. Transportation is another huge perk. But the extra magic hours are also a nice benefit to say, hey, thanks for staying. Here's this, this extra hour where the crowds aren't going to be as crazy. They're still going to be crazy because a lot of people stay on property. But right. there is no such thing offered for this ride. Um, and no special extra magic hours. I th- part of that I read was trying to trying to change how they handled Galaxy's Edge when they announced that the extra magic hours from six to nine a.m. People thought, "Oh my God, it's going to be a disaster. Let's avoid it." Right. right sure. So they didn't do that this time, and now there's just humongous waits, or you get told that you can't even ride it. Right. So two different strategies on how to how to manage a big opening. And do you have any final thoughts on it? Uh, every time they do this, they learn uh, Disney, and they they seem to do it better and better. You know, the the virtual queue I think was a really uh, smart way of not disappointing people because there's nothing worse I think than walking the park and saying we're going to go there, get in line, only to wait for eight hours to be told, mm, sorry, park's closing, oh. you can't go on. You know, so. They are definitely getting smarter about how they they handle these things, uh, and it's just it's impressive. It really is. Um, or to get there and have a boarding group, and then be told we can't get you on the ride today. Right. Oh, yeah. that would suck. Right. That would suck. Yeah. And you know, as with everything in life, whenever a new restaurant opens, it's busy at first, and then it's not. This will this will calm down. And that was controlled because they could probably look up and say, "Oh, you're boarding group fifty four. Yeah, you're you're one of the ones that couldn't get on. Here's your free ticket." Sure. As opposed to, no, you already wrote it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, I wonder how many people out there were successful writing it twice in one day. There were a couple. Shoo. There were a couple. Uh, they went early enough. Shame on them. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on them. <laughs> Which is why Disney came out and said, okay, one per person. Yeah. This is how we got to control it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It's Christmas. Spread the wealth. That's right. That's right. And as you can hear from our report, we did not mention really anything about the ride itself, I've been reading some things just because I, I it's hard to um, avoid now at this point because there's so many there's ride point of views out on on YouTube. If you're that curious that you want to like see the ride right now, you can do that. I've chosen not to. Um, I read up about a couple of the animatronics, uh, a couple of really neat things that happen on the ride. Um, it just it it sounds. One person said I could ride this ride ten times and still catch something new every time. Didn't you also read a negative review? I did. I, I one. S- I saw one negative video review that was ten seconds, ten seconds long, and the person said that considering this year for theme parks in Orlando, that Rise of the Resistance was not the best new ride. That honor went to Hagrid's ride over at Universal. Which then brought up a debate between Patrick and I about yeah. which is better, which is going to be better, which we can't answer obviously right now. But right. I, I was I liked Hagrid's ride, but I there it, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. I, I really liked Hagrid's ride. It was okay. I really liked it. You loved Epcot Forever. I thought it was just okay. We yeah. we're allowed to disagree. Yeah. That's what makes this podcast Clearly. what it is. So um 
let us know if you're going to be able to ride at Cap and Jim. Yeah, let he us hasn't know the minute he hadn't had a that chance. you ride it. Yeah, he's not had a chance yet because uh, they had no cast member previews because the the park the the, the land was open. So the man land was open. Um, let us know if you're going to ride it soon. If you got a trip coming up, I know Emily does. Hopefully, she'll be able to get on it. She has some uh, some strategies she's told me about using, which we can hopefully talk to her about once she's back. She's going um, in December. She's going to uh, sneak into it by like laying low to the ground. and <laughs> <laughs> It's a little Ewok she, with the fuzzy so, hair. She's so tiny. <laughs> Aww, are you part of the ride? <laughs> Ma'am. They start speaking in Ewok to her. Well, that would, if that could work, Emily, you should do that. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Um, so we're going to leave you. We're going to wrap up our episode on Rise with a very, very bizarre news clip out of Magic Kingdom from the Carousel of Progress. In a very bizarre 30 seconds on December 7th, a guest climbed on stage in the Carousel of Progress show and began messing around with the butter churn. So this is early on in the show. Um, Rover's still alive. <laughs> He's alive, <laughs> He's alive the, whole the whole thing. thing. But he does get grayer and grayer. And um, the narrator is talking, and you see this gentleman climb on stage, go right over to the butter churn. It is clear that he is either drunk or high or both. <sighs> Something. Yeah, I've read. Something. I've read a couple uh, other articles that mention that he could have been an autistic child. It's not clear right now. It's not clear. There could have been an autistic child that just got on the stage. And if you look at if you look at comments, uh, people are actually getting very heated about what 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 actually happened. Like what was wrong with this person? If anything yeah. was wrong, I, it, I think it's really hard to say until you you have the whole story. And I, I think it's unfair to say. Until you have the whole story, but clearly there he was in this. This person was in distress of some um, distress, yeah. And and he, once he was on stage, another and so this kid was probably in his twenties. Another kid of similar age climbed on stage to try to get him off. Right. And in the meanwhile, he had hold of the butter churn, and as he put pulled him backwards, like he broke the top of the butter churn off. Yeah. Uh, he also disturbed where the carpet was, and then. As the guy was trying to get him off, he fell face down right near where Rover kind of lays. And then his friend got off stage. And then, like, in seconds later, another boy. A woman. No, no, no. Another boy got on stage to try to, like, lift him up. I thought it was the same boy. It's hard hard to tell. It's hard to tell because it's really hard to see detail. But then, so he's trying to, like, lift him off the stage. Meanwhile, the, the narration, the show is still going on, and then a woman comes forward with with a phone. I thought it was a cast member. I don't think it's a I cast member. I don't think member. it was a cast member. Um, and it looked like she said to him, "Do you need help or do you need medical?" Are you are you on something? Is what she said. Oh, was that? Are what you she said? on something? Are you taking medication? Was yeah. what she said. Because he was not responding. Like he, he was on the ground and kind of like face out down. Of it. Yeah. Um. So you you could see her like trying to like get her phone out, and um, that is when. You can hear people in the background saying, get your kids to the back. Yeah. Now, credit to the onstage performers for not <laughs> missing a beat and keeping the show going. I thought it was very uh, apropos when Rover started barking. Right. <laughs> Towards the end, timed. like, hello, there's yeah. somebody here. Yeah. Um, so the damage report was that the butter churn was broken, the rug was moved, and there was a hole in the muslin scrim. That, that on the left hand side, if you look at pictures on Twitter, there's a there's a hole on the left hand side. I don't know if he did that. It, it looked like I mean, because he he just got right up on stage, so well, I don't even know if he had. The access. video started after he got on, so we don't know what happened moments before. True, that. right? And we don't know what happened after that too. Uh, he could have thrown the, the churn. We, we don't know. Uh, we do know that the ride was closed down for the rest of the day. Um, 
and somebody joked that it would be open tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, because there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Right, right. And I have no <laughs> idea if it's even open now. I don't. I just don't know. Um, it is amazing to me that, that this has not happened sooner. I'm. I agree. It's it's bizarre. The the video was shared on YouTube from user at Big Surge. So B-I-G-S-U-R-G-Z. Yeah. And we know that because Big Surge put a watermark on his video the size of the video. That's right. It's right in the middle. So it does it does kind of hide some elements of it, but it's a pretty clear video. So if you want to check that out, please do. Uh, again, just, just very odd and, and a little unsettling. But, you know, we hope that whoever the guest was, uh, that they're okay. Um, and if they were okay, how, how dumb they were to do this because they're going to get banned. Unless they can show that like something happened, right? And again, we there, there's just not there's enough no information way. right now to know what the situation was with this with, with this person, um, whether they were intoxicated, uh, high, or just just in need of some help. So. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know, considering that we're going to be on a holiday hiatus for Yay! the next few weeks, mm-hmm. get a nice needed break. Uh, would you mind um, maybe perhaps addressing some park rumors uh, with Bob Disney? Uh yeah, I believe he's, he's. Is he in the studio? I believe he's sitting back here in the chair. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see him. Yep. He's so small. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a huge yeah. chair. To be fair, well, that it's is like a, a Santa sized chair. Sure. chair. That's right. Um, do you think that you could possibly Bob? coerce him to Bob, come over to the microphone? Want to come talk to us, Bob? Sure. Okay. Hi, Bob. Uh, do I, do I put these on the cans? Yes, please put them over okay. your ears. Oh, you're loud. I'm so sorry. Okay. I can turn you down. Nope, thank you. I'm good. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Um, I hi. Was, I, hi, how are you, good. first of all? Did you hear about Rise of the Resistance? I heard it was a smash success. Smash success. I did hear that there were some breakdowns. Well, we had some safety issues. Yeah, what did you have? Well, I can't talk about it because it's all a big secret in that, but uh, let's just say we had to evacuate once for safety reasons. Okay. That's all I can tell you. That's all you can tell me? Sure. You don't want to spill some, some rumors here? Oh, there was a phaser issue. I really shouldn't be saying, but there were some phaser issues. Phaser? Like, like... Well, luckily... I think these, phasers are from Star Trek. Oh, dear. The uh, stormtroopers are terrible shots. So with nobody, a phaser. No, nobody got hurt. So you've equipped your stormtroopers with phasers. Uh, <laughs> blasters, excuse oh, me. Oh, okay, there we go. I misspoke. Are you in the right mindset, Bob? I don't feel today? so good. You don't feel great. Well, I did have a couple of things to ask you. Uh, go ahead and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Don't, because you'll, you'll miss don't. anyway. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I we we covered last week that Santa Claus uh, set aside some time to visit the guests at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We had uh, huge crowds to visit Santa. How does Santa have time to visit Disney World right now when it's the busiest time of year for him? Have you been to the mo- the mall? I have. Santa's there too. I know. Santa can do anything he wants. He has plenty of time. Did you have a special agreement with him to get him to come to the parks? Uh, the only thing we requested at some point, he'd take off the hat and put the ears on. Oh. And that was the only thing we said. Just to, like, you know, product promotion. Sure, sure. And the kids the kids love to see Santa with the Mickey ears. Yeah. Uh, did you, like, make him maybe a hat with Mickey ears on it? You could do that. That sounds ridiculous. No, you don't. No. Safety issue? <laughs> no, no, that just sounds ridiculous. I'm no, so why sorry. would we do that? Why would I do that ever? Santa was a big hit. Uh, he spent some time with us at the town square. I'm sure you know where that is. I do. Now that we've cleared that up, okay, I do know. Good, yeah, Patrick but... and I had a little debate about oh, it. Oh, well, he's an idiot. Oh, uh, well. You should be on the show more often. Thank you. <laughs> um, I heard that you had an issue with 
the gingerbread houses at Grand Floridian and Wilderness Lodge? Well, you know, uh, there are small parts on these things that could be choked on by children. And, uh, you know, you take a little gumdrop off a house and you eat it. Oh, oh, it's stuck in my throat. That's dangerous. I also heard that you were really worried about cross-contamination. Uh, sure, sure, because the children are dirty. Well, right, but more or less the fact that the gingerbread was prepared in a facility that has nuts. Oh, dear. That kind of cross-contamination. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, park guests um, that are allergic to nuts. I'm allergic to nuts. I, you know, I probably that explains could, I my guessed rash. That. Yeah, well, okay. I, no, Bob, please, I don't need to see it. Okay. You can put your clothes back oh. on. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, what do you think that you might use in place of gingerbread to to avoid all these health risks? Plaster. Just, just plain, plain plaster. old plaster. That's the safest way, I, and it's delicious. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think you're kidding, Bob. No, I'm not. You look very, very serious. Well, no, they, we don't. Really, we don't do much with gingerbreads. I'm surprised to hear that you that we're we're doing gingerbread houses. That yeah. seems silly to me. Uh, that's why I wanted to address it. No, we shouldn't be doing ginger. Make a note, Patrick. No gingerbread houses next year. Uh, one last thing. Yeah, I, I heard that you actually had an idea about how to. Keep the crowds controlled at Hollywood Studios for the Rise opening, but you were shot down. Yes, that's very true. With a phaser. I was shot with a phaser in the face, (laughs) but they missed. Uh, No, the idea was to um, lie to people and tell them it wasn't open, and then when they got to the entrance to the Rise, go, psst, you want a ride, Rise? Come on on. Don't tell anybody. And then sneak people onto the ride for a couple days. Okay. Um, I also I heard was shot down by a phaser. I also heard that you had the idea that you would only open Hollywood Studios for two hours during the holidays because you were afraid of people getting trampled. Have you seen the videos from the stores? I have. It's horrible. Yeah. So you, but your solution was to only open the park for two hours. I'm so happy you're telling me my solution. Well, that's why I'm addressing it. I this don't is remember a rumor. these things. Yeah, it's a rumor. Um, do you understand that having open for two hours might make the crowds worse? I don't, I don't understand your point. You open it for two hours, you close it for eight. This seems like a wonderful solution. But then don't you think that you'd have more crowds there at the gates for those two hours and during those two hours at the park because they only get two and hours? that was why it was shot down. <laughs> so many of my ideas don't come to fruition. Uh, do you have any other rumors that you might want to address before the new year? Uh, well, uh, let's see. We are going to open a third Star Wars ride. Oh, you are? Yes. What is it? It is a... Um, uh, a droid ride. Okay. You go for a droid ride. It's a play on words like a joy ride. Oh. But you go on a droid ride. Okay. And which droids? Uh, you get in a scooter with a C-3PO and uh, the Roly one. Are you talking like a scooter like the kind that you can rent at the park? No, no, no. This is like... Uh, I really shouldn't be talking about this. Did you see the trailer for Rise of the I or did. the the Rise of Skywalker? Yes, the, yeah. And they had that the three, the 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 Land. Bob, are you having a stroke? The Land Rover. You okay? Thing that like C three PO's on. You're showing me a rash again, Bob. And I then don't. you you sit down and you ride and you bleep and bloop and. It's going to be great. Okay. Uh, to me, when you said that you'd ride a droid, I was thinking of like one of those little tiny black droids that are in the Oh, we the don't Star see color in Disney. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Actually, it's a, okay. the other part of the ride that you can... You sit on the cleaning droid, and you ride around the park in the cleaning droid. That's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. there it is. I'm just really happy that you didn't mention... Um, 
Jar Jar at all. Bleeps and bloops. That's bleeps what and bloops. You have Is that to the name of it? It's bleeps and bloops. Bleeps and bloops. That's it. Yeah. And if you're if you're really good, you get on. You put one foot on one of the cleaning droids and one foot on the other cleaning droid, and you ride it around like a surfboard. Wow. I'm so. I, like I said, I'm just happy you didn't mention Jar Jar. Well. Uh, is there a, a meet, a meet and greet a fourth now? Um, yes, we're going to do a meet and greet with Jar Jar. And we to make it safe, because I'm all about safety, we're going to make Jar Jar animatronic with a punchable nose. Oh, wow. The yeah. first interactive an- animatronic. That's right. So that if you want to come up and punch Jar Jar, you can. And I, I just feel like that you're going to make him like the Grand Marshal of your Christmas parade. Well, that you would be wrong. For Christmas Day. I just had a <laughs> feeling. I had wrong. a feeling that you might. No, he's going to be in one spot and he's going to be punchable and people can take out their anger on Jar Jar. You know, considering that, you know, since that you already th- that at the Grand Floridian, they already have the gingerbread house built, but you're really against it. Why don't we just have people come and just punch it and just get rid of the gingerbread house? Because then it would be one and done. Well, you want to get rid of the gingerbread house, though. But I don't want to... Pu- people would hurt themselves. We're going to make Jar Jar's nose punchable. It'll be very okay, safe. Okay, go, go circling back around to that. Yeah, okay, I'm still on right. that. Bob, I want to wish you the happiest of holidays. Can I go back to my chair now? I would like you to, yes. Thank I would like you. you to go back, but I know that we probably won't see you again until 2020. I not, love that not show. The TV show Bob. Barbara nope. Walters is my hero. Baba Wawa. Um, but have a Merry Christmas. You too, and... May the force be with you. Thank you. I I think it will. Thank you. Could we have Patrick back, please? Oh, please. Hang on. Could you go get him, please? Get out of my chair! Oh, boy. He's... Get out! You soiled it! He's becoming unfurled. Wow. Wow. Did you hear that? Oh, I heard everything. Dang. His chair is comfy. He had a rash. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, I sat in this chair. Oh, you did. Mm. Oh, you you look like you're a little red right now. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, this podcast for the first part for 2019. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to think that we've been <laughs> we in existence. We apologize to everybody. <laughs> Since June, which means we've been we've been activated for about seven months, I On think. And off, sure. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we look forward to getting back uh, into podcasting again after the new year. Uh, we hope to come back with some episodes that have uh, very specific topics like which kind of hotel to pick, uh, value versus moderate. Uh, the best use of fast passes per each park. We've gotten some great user feedback on what you'd like to hear. So if you have any ideas for us, we always love to hear that. You can uh, look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can send us an email, earfulpod at gmail.com. And you can also send us a voicemail if you want. We love those, 814-314-9482. And as always, if you'd like to review us on Apple Podcasts or Facebook, we always welcome lovely and creative and entertaining reviews so patrick anything else you want to add i hope everybody has a wonderful holiday everyone has a relaxing holiday uh, i'm hoping that there are a lot of uh disney trips planned in the future from your family uh and of course if uh you do that make sure you let kate know you, could, you know i can help you out she's there. a, she's a travel, travel agent. agent i can help you it or helps. i can just help you you know if you need advice you yeah know? oh yeah that kind of thing for too. I, like, I like i like talking about that kind full of stuff free. so uh but anyways well, i seriously hope you all have a wonderful holiday and um, thank you to everybody who does listen and thank you captain jim for all your all your help and your support and uh, your friendship and it's uh, this has been a lot of fun, and you know when Kate came to me with this idea, we had done a, a couple years of a, a pop culture co- a podcast, um, and it it was it's tough. It's tough to do these things. It's tough to to come up with the material, and, and Kate 
handles that all of that obviously she handles <laughs> all of the the getting of the articles and the reading of the articles and my Shucks. job is to just sit here and and not ruin it um but uh and thank you kate for for oh. letting us do this and oh. i enjoy talking to you every once in a I while i like making you laugh <laughs> yeah i like see i like talking to you every now and then you know yeah. reconnecting yeah um and it is it does it makes this job a lot easier for us when we get feedback from you guys and we hear from you and you know, there's just that wonderful community of people that love Disney World and can't get down to it all the time. So what they do is they turn inward to the Internet and they find groups that have the same passion for it. You know, and we obviously have a passion for it and a love for it. And it's really nice to connect with people that share that. So thank you all for making this podcast, whatever it is, whatever it may be. We always have fun with it. And, and who knows where we'll go in the next year? <laughs> it, it, no, seriously, it Maybe could change. Nowhere. It could morph. <laughs> it could, and who knows? But for right now, we're really enjoying it, and we're enjoying it because you guys are enjoying it. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for being awesome. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, uh, Happy whatever holiday you might celebrate, whoever you might pray to. Uh, be safe, be well, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.